0: Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast to let you know that i really can't let you go Close to your uh uh oh, and don't want no one else but you, so stay by my side. Like I stay on your mind. What time is it, Mink?
1: It's Truth and Coffee Time.
0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations some random topics a few cuss words and a whole lot of us brian let's go hello 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 hi Miss m campbell and welcome back to the truth and coffee time podcast Hello, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're back. I I know that um, it took me a little while to get to you after the book was out, but I promised you that you had an open door invitation to us. And even after this, you know, anything else new come up, you know, you can always come on our platform, you know, and share all of the newness that's going on with you, because I know that you're stepping into this whole new Adventure for the year of 2023, so I'm very, very excited for you. Very thank excited. you, thank very you excited. so much. <laughs> yeah, and so everyone, this is Miss Kim Campbell. If y'all remember, she um, was on the podcast platform. We interviewed Miss Campbell a few months ago. Uh, we talked about women empowerment. She's a women uh, women empowerment enthusiast. She is in the diversity and um, talent acquisition um space and she's entrepreneur, she's a prayer warrior. she's an intercessor, you know, she's a mother, she's a wife, and you know, she's so many things to her, her sisters and her circle of friends and her church. And we just wanted to have her back because her book is out and here's <laughs> her book, yeah. Did y'all see, I'm I'm real bad about Highlighting and and tagging books, a new me. This is a new me living a faith-based life on purpose, intentional, intentionally living by Miss Kim Campbell. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you, Miss Kim, for coming to our platform today. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yes, yes. I'm gonna turn us up a little bit and make sure that. Okay, there we go. There we go. So Miss Kim, uh, anything that I may have left out that any newness has happened that you might wanna share or did I try to tap into as much as I could? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you captured it all. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do my homework. I try to do as best as I can. I wanted to talk to you today, you know, not to keep you long, but just want to talk to you about your new book, and I want you to share with us, you know, what's happening and how your new book came about. But so, the first thing I would love for you to share with us is how did the book A New Me come about? How did this drop in your spirit? So
1: it's—I'll make it—it's a a long story, but I'll kind of make it kind of short. So. Mm Basically, I was going through a very, very rough season in my life. Um, I was, this dates all the way back to when I was pregnant with Anthony. So when I was pregnant with Anthony, I was eight months pregnant to be exact. And I was laid off from my job. Um, It was Pierre and I's first child. We had literally just purchased a brand new home. And um, at the time, Pierre was still building his business. So I was uh, the breadwinner and I was laid off. And so that left me broken. It -hmm. left me angry. It left me panicked. You know, I just, I went through an array of different emotions. Right. And it got to the point where I just, I didn't even see Kim anymore. I I couldn't even see myself. I was so into the feeling that I had because of that experience. I just kind of lost my way. And so it got to the point where, and mind you, I was the type of person that would plan everything in Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. I would just, uh, I'm going to do this. Like I had a schedule. I had a time sheet of when I wanted things to occur and just was a a planner. So this wasn't a part of my plan. Right. Right. So, you know, it got to the point where I realized finally I didn't have control. Yeah. And so after a year went by looking for jobs, um, you know, trying, trying to figure out how are we going to keep the house? What am I going to do? I'll never forget one night Pierre, said, Kim, you just need to pray. Yeah. He said, God would not have given us this house if he wouldn't have given us the means to be able to afford it. And me still being, mm-hmm. you know, disobedient and not being open, you know, I put the house up for sale on my own. I was like, well, Pierre, I'm sorry. I'm putting the house up for sale. You know, we can't do this. And just not really exercising my faith and just, again, still trying to operate off of my own strength. So honey, um, let
0: me get this straight. So Pierre said, no, have faith. We got this. And you said, no, we don't, no, we don't have I this. Because you, because you panic. Like, because yes. we, we're warriors. We, we yes. are by nature. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So put
1: the house up for sale. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, we had gotten down to the last mortgage that we could pay. And then that's when God blessed me with a new job. Mm-hmm. And this job was not something I even applied for. Mm-hmm. This was literally something that was basically handed to me. Yes, And so I knew right then and there that this life, this walk, it's is not in my hands. Yeah. It's not in my control. There's a higher being mm-hmm, that yes. is working behind the scenes. And so it gave me a renewed faith. It made me realize the error in my own ways. Mm-hmm. God was showing me me. And I knew that there was some work to be done there. Yeah. And so as I began to do the works and just throughout this journey, God placed in my spirit. You need to tell your story Mm because you're not the only one that's operating in their own strength. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's how I came up with a a new me. So that, that book has been marinating
1: in your spirit
0: because, because you said baby, baby boy was only eight months old when all of this is happening. Now you're, you're trekking through this and you're, you really lost faith there for a minute because your faith was shook and been there Plenty of times, and then God says it's not your timing. I'm, it's my timing. Like you, you're pushing, but I need you to learn something through this. So the timing is mine, and so now you have a second child. And this book has been marinating in your spirit and helping you to walk that intentional purpose life all this time. All this Mm. time, Anthony's ten.
1: All this Mm. time, all of the different challenges. They all of this it was meant for me to tell my story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, did you, and during this time, I know you said you and Pierre was going through this together. And I know that um, at one point in, in, in my marriage, my husband was laid off and I was the breadwinner and we struggled for a moment, but mentally, you know, financially we struggled and mentally, you know, you're trying to hold on to everything possible. So you don't, Don't be snappy to each other because, you know, that trying time could cause you to have all kinds of friction within each other. So how, how were you and, and Pierre at that time, were you guys able to balance that part out, even though financially you had lost your faith? No, because I was
1: resentful towards him. I was angry with him. Mm. I just kept asking why. Like, yeah. well, why don't you do this? By Giving him a million different things that he could do mm-hmm. to bring in income. Mm. Again, not trusting that God had us. Right. I God had a plan, not only just for me, right. but for him as well. So it definitely was a trying time, definitely caused even conflict within us. Yeah. You know, there were so many things I had to go through. I went through counseling. Yeah. I brought him in counseling with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I joined the church that I mentioned in Mm -hmm, the book. mm -hmm. I started going to Bible study. I started becoming a part of a women's group. Yeah. You know, all of these things I was trying to do because I realized it's out of my control. Yeah. So what I need to do now is I need to learn more about this God that I've been saying that I serve all these years, but clearly I don't know that much about him because Mm -hmm. I'm not exercising my faith. So I need to go back, go back to being a babe in Christ. Right. Absolutely. Learning more about him so that's what i've been doing so needless to say did you take the house off the market yes because we (laughs) sold it and and mind you when we put it on sale the house sold well i'm sorry no i did take it off the market but then um a few years later we ended up building a house that we're in now and that (laughs) same house that i had on the market sold in one week but yes i paid that mortgage got that new job i said come get this lock off the door god's got us (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is so good. And then not only did he have you, but he made it where you re- maintain yourself in this yes. home. You maintain your, yourself financially. You build equity in this phone and you were able to build something new, bigger and greater and better. Come on now. His I know. Timing. His yes. timing. Yeah. It's timing. So during this time, were you a- able to confide that you have a circle? I know you have a Great circle of friends, right now. We've talked to that about that before. Did you have this same circle, or did you have someone that you could kind of just vent to? Because at the time you're looking at your husband, you're resent you, and I don't want to say enemy, but he's too close to the situation, you know. So did you have someone you could share with? Absolutely,
1: and and the thing is, um, I am I'm that friend, that strong friend mm-hmm. that's there mm-hmm. for everybody else, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily tell. The battles that I'm facing. Yeah, yeah. So although I have a great group of girlfriends, I really only confided in my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my best friend for over 20 years, and definitely my older sister. Um, and they really helped me. You yeah. know, my best friend, she's been married for 20 years, and she really just gave me some great advice and just said, listen, mm-hmm. this marriage thing, this is a marathon. It's, yeah. it's not a race. That's and right. On you know, a marathon, sometimes you, you gotta stop, you have some pains, but then you pick yourself back up and you keep going. Mm-hmm. And she just really, you know, both of them I would say really just centered me yeah. and really, really helped me to look at the bigger picture. Yeah and reminded me, not I didn't miss not one meal. Not we didn't miss not one meal. You know, the lights never got turned off, the heat, yeah. got, you know. So mm. even in the midst of that storm where I couldn't see through it. Mm-hmm. God, I still was
0: making away. So you were worried about things that hadn't even happened yet. Hadn't even happened yet. Yeah. that I, I go through it all the time, Kim, all the time. And my husband, and I'll pray about it. And then I'll worry even more. my husband said, well, if you're going to worry that much, what you praying for? Right. You know, if you're going to worry that much, what are you praying for? So did you find that this book, once you really made up your mind to start writing this book, did you find that writing it, It was difficult. Did you ever get writer's block or did you, once you sat down to write it, were you ready to write? I was actually ready
1: to write because Mm -hmm. I had so much to tell. Yeah. So as I was writing it, God was just giving me the words. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, don't forget about this. Don't forget Mm -hmm. about this lesson that you learn because Mm -hmm. I learned so many different lessons throughout the whole journey. Mm -hmm. I found Mm -hmm. the process
0: really easy for me to just, and it was therapeutic for me to just get it out and to write it out. Yeah, I agree with you. I find that because I'm a writer, I find that writing is so therapeutic for me. Like I'll start writing and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I felt like that as I'm writing. So for those out there who have never tried it, sit down in a room one day and take one hour to yourself and just write down, even if it's bullets, write down everything you feel. You would be amazed that what you regurgitate out of your spirit that comes out through writing. You know, so I so did you have a focus group uh, before you actually published the book and released it? Did you have like a a focus group or your circle that looked at your book and gave you some feedback on your book? So actually, I didn't. So
1: ironically, as you were mentioning, just writing, Mm -hmm. I was writing throughout this whole process. Mm -hmm. So this book is actually a collection of messages that I've spoken Mm -hmm. over the women's empowerment group that I have with my church. Yeah. Um, just my thoughts. And it's so it's it's a collection of things that I had been writing throughout the years. Yeah. Oh so yeah. that's why it's so important. And you just you really said something so profound, just start writing. Just write start out your journey because you don't know what that will turn into. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it's the piece of if, if it's a piece, if it's the piece to something that's even bigger. Because right. I had no clue. I just I love to journal. Right. So I'm just writing in my journal. And when I speak, you know, during the women's empowerment call, I still take my notes in my journal Mm -hmm. and all of my notes ended up turning into my book.
0: Yeah. I, um, I tell you a story, Kim, my grandfather, my grandparents raised me and my grandfather was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. And I was living in Alaska at the time. And I had just started back going to school to finish my degree. And so I was in college I'm, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you know, I got my kids over there. My husband is is working and uh, I mean, my husband's in the military at the time and I am living off of six hours of sleep because I'm going to work, taking care of kids, college at night because I went in person. And so and during this hectic time, my, um, my grandfather is diagnosed with cancer. And so my grandparents are there in Alabama, they're by themselves. And I went home to see him with my family and then we had came back and then he was like going in his last stages and he passed away. And when he passed away, I flew back home by myself so, you know, I could be with my grandmother to take care of all the arrangements. In the midst of all of that, I was in finals. I had to do all these essays because I was in an a, 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 a English class. And I had to do all these journals. And my um, professor at the time gave me permission and said, write about what you're going through, write this journey. And I'm like, I I don't know what you're like, I couldn't in my mind, I could not wrap around my head. Like what in the world? I thought we were supposed to be writing on cause and effect. And you got me, you know what I'm saying? He said, no, he said, I want you to, I want you to research the type of cancer he has. I want you to write about that cancer and then I want you to write about this journey you've taken from the time he's gotten diagnosed to his passing. And so this whole time, that flight over from Alaska to to Alabama in the hotel, everywhere I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing, I'm typing and I'm writing, I'm typing, I'm writing. And Kim, I cried, I write, I cried, I wrote. It was the best therapy by the time everything was happening. I was in such a better place, you know, just such a, so just write, even if you don't consider yourself a writer, just write, you know, so I totally, totally agree. So everyone, the name is New Me and it's living a faith-based life on purpose, intentionally, intentionally, intentionally. And I have a, a couple things tagged in here, Kim, that I just wanted to talk to you about real quick. And the first one that I have here is you talked about express your pain and you you talk about get your emotions out. Talk to me a little bit about how you are sharing in this book that we should express our pain and what does that do for us? So the backstory
1: to that is, you know, growing up, the household, you know, that I lived in you know, we were just a family that really didn't express ourselves like Mm -hmm. that. You know, my dad was air force. He was military. We just, we weren't a very affectionate family. Like we would, we, I probably could count on my fingers how many times I've heard. I love you. Um, we didn't really kiss and hug, but we knew, you know, me and my Mm -hmm. sisters, we knew that we were loved. It's just that we really did not express ourselves. And so anytime we went to express ourselves, it was almost like we were just told to just kind of be quiet.
0: Mm -hmm. And so,
1: Needless to say, when you go through that in childhood, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to grow up to yeah. do because that's all you know. And right. so I've always suppressed my feelings. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn that's not healthy because mm-hmm. I'm not getting it out. Mm-hmm. I'm just suppressing it and suppressing it. And so what ends up happening, you keep suppressing your feelings. Then what do you do? You boil over. Right. And so it's important to say how you feel. Yeah. It's not so much what you say. It's how you say it. So it's okay to express yourself. If -hmm. you don't like something, it's okay to say that. Mm -hmm. If you're upset, you're angry, it's okay to say that. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I don't want anyone to think that they cannot um, express themselves or their voice has to be silenced.
0: Right. Because it's really not healthy. Right. Do you think too, that that's a product of the way they were raised, as well, though absolutely, yeah,
1: absolutely, and that's how generational curses occur, and mm-hmm. we have to break that cycle, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so I try to tell my kids, why are you upset? talk to me let's right. let's talk this through mm-hmm. yeah, you know everything can't just be be quiet, you know, go sit down mm-hmm. because what happens is
0: they grow up to be adults that don't know how to that, That's being quiet and yes. going to sit down. Yeah, yes. but I, I find myself guilty of that with my grandkids. It's like, I'm so busy. I'm doing 15 different things and they want to tell me about their day. They're trying to tell me what's going on. I'm like, well, just hold on. Just go sit down, be quiet, just hold on. And I'll catch myself, like today, my my 10-year-old grandjoy wanted to share with me some things that has ha- had happened in school. And I and I must have put her off like five times. And as I was in the cause I knew I, I had to do this podcast, I had to get dinner ready. I'm doing homework, the whole nine yards. And as I was cooking, I it just like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, you know what? Come in here in the kitchen with me while I'm cooking. Tell me about your day and what you want to tell me. And what she told me, Kim, that's another conversation about them learning about Virginia studies and slaves. Mm-hmm. Girl, another conversation. I won't even go into it here because we'll get off on a tangent. But I suppressed her expressing herself. And then I had to catch myself, you know, to allow her to say what she wanted to say. So you're right. We, we grow up and we will mimic what we've been taught as a kid. And sometimes it's just not always good stuff, you know. Um, did, I think you muted Kim. Can I? Did you hit the mute button? I can't hear you anymore. Nope. Can you hear me now? Oh, yep. I got you. I got you. All right. So the next portion of your book, and I'm so glad we're getting to do this, so people will know what they're what they have in store, is be mindful of your intruding thoughts. You know, thoughts become actions. You know, the, uh, uh, they they true for me. I know that I have to put myself in check. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I can, you know what, it kind of goes back to like when I put that house on the market.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: I had Mm -hmm. already made a whole story up in my head that we were going (laughs) to lose the house. You know, we were going to have to move. And so (laughs) when we start to think, Mm -hmm. automatically think for the Mm worst, sometimes we can start that stuff, we'll speak it into existence of ourselves. There is power in words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to be very mindful of what we are allowing to get in our heads Mm -hmm. because if you think it, you're going to say it, you say it, then you're going to act it. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be, and it goes back to what Pierre always says, guard your gates. Yes. Make sure you're not receiving what you don't want to have out there in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we have to begin to look past what we feel. And I'm learning about not operating in my flesh. Yeah. Right. Start looking at what the word says, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. start looking at, okay, well, I know that in the word says that God will never leave me nor forsake me. Mm -hmm. I know that the word says that God will turn everything around for my good. Mm -hmm. So start thinking positively Mm -hmm. because we're not put here to suffer. But if we Mm -hmm. continuously tell ourselves that we're going to be in a rut, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to lose that. Then that's nine times out of 10, that's going to become, then it's going to affect our actions and then it will become our reality. But that doesn't mean that we won't go through hard times. Mm -hmm. What is your posture in those hard times? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. What is your posture? Like, how are you carrying that when you're in those bad times? Yeah, absolutely. And we all have to get ourselves in check in that because there's no right or wrong way there's how we would respond to whatever is, 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 happening in that situation and how we respond is what makes that situation even uh, better or worse, you know? So I agree. I agree. So the next portion of your book that I was uh, reading, and this one is a huge one for me, Kim, and is forgive, forgive others and yourself. I know that forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. We can be crippled with unforgiveness. So talk to us a little bit about that too.
1: That is probably the hardest Mm -hmm. lesson for me because I've always had the mentality, I'm just gonna treat you how you treat me. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna gonna give what you give me. Mm -hmm. And it's so wrong. It is because just like you said, forgiveness is not even not necessary for the other person, but it is for us. And why? Because it affects our well-being. Mm-hmm. So when we're walking around in unforgiveness, resentment, mm-hmm. anger, those are all stifling emotions, right? They're not going to hurt the person that may have hurt us, right? It's right. going to hurt us because mm-hmm. we're not opening up ourselves to receive blessings mm-hmm. because we still have these emotions that are not emotions of God. God is love. Mm-hmm. And so if we're unable to look past whatever may have transpired and just say, you know what? I forgive you. Pray Mm -hmm. for that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not saying you have to have them in your life, not even saying you have to talk to them anymore, but don't walk around with that unforgiveness in your Mm -hmm. heart. It's about our hearts.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And we have to have pure hearts and intentions.
0: Yeah. And it's it's very hard because it's it is is super hard, Kim. I'm going to tell you. I'm yeah. going to right here and tell you for real. There are some things, some tragedies that has happened in our life that I don't know. I don't know, Kim. I I struggle with it. I struggle with the forgiveness part, you know? And and I completely understand how forgive unforgiveness eats you up on the inside. Yes. But I struggle with it, you know? And then another thing that kind of brings me back to reality with forgiveness too is
1: when we walk around in unforgiveness, God still forgives us for that. He still loves us. He's still blessing us. Are we bigger than God? Absolutely not.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We have, to, we have to understand that this is bigger than what we're doing here on earth. Right. What we're trying to do is we're trying to build ourselves so that we can get to the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The mm-hmm. kingdom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm t- that forgiveness is huge, though. It's a huge piece, girl. And I think that you probably could write a whole nother book on just that alone, because a lot of people struggle with that, you know, and some people don't they they don't want to forgive because they feel like if they forgive and I'm speaking for me, if you forgive that, then that means everything was okay, that what you did was okay, you know.
1: And absolutely not. It doesn't mean that you're going to forget it. It doesn't mean that it was okay, but it means that your soul is at peace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Woo. All right, few more here in a that I'm just like, I, you know, you see, you see your book all got tags and all kinds of stuff in it. So one that I, I really loved is, why should I share my testimony? Why should I share my testimony? My grandmother used to tell me that when you go through a test and you come out of that test, you're supposed to talk about that test. Therefore, that's why people call it testimony. But why, why should we share our testimony? How did you, how did you capture that in your new book? So you never know whose
1: life you can affect or change mm-hmm. just by you telling your story. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes when we go through different tragedies, we think it's just us. Mm-hmm. We're the only person that's ever gone through that. Mm-hmm. We're the only person that's ever gonna go through that. But yeah. that's just simply not true. So if we can tell our story and how we were able to get through mm-hmm. and that can help another person then it's, it's it's worth it. You know, we hear about and we read about all these testimonies in the Bible, but there are millions that occur every day. Mm-hmm. Everyday people that we know and they're not even sharing. Yeah. And so we we have to. It's our duty to tell people about how good God is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how there is another side to that storm
0: yeah
1: it doesn't last always it's only a moment Mm -hmm. and then when you get through that a lot of times I know for me like I I I even begin to have clarity of why I was in that situation in the first place Mm -hmm. you know and so being able to share with others can maybe save somebody from making the same mistake Mm -hmm. that maybe we have made
0: yeah and you think of you think about the fact that you have listened to other people's testimony and it has changed you. So just think about if you share what you're going through, because a lot of times we look at people and we're looking from the outside in and we think they got it all together. Mm -hmm. Why are they so happy? Why are they always going on trips? How can they afford that? What, (laughs) what is it about them that makes them so, you know, that makes them better or special? And we have no idea that behind closed doors, they probably have went through hell and back because they've never shared their testimony.
1: Absolutely.
0: Know? I love it. I love it. All right. I have a few more, girl, a few more. So this one here, this one kind of um, hit me, um, especially lately, because I, I, I've i been struggling. And it says, choose friends with similar values. And oh, yes. um, I, this this really hit me because my family dynamics changed. I, in the last um, year or so, I was, me and my husband was hopping and popping. We was doing things, empty nest, the whole nine yards. And then overnight, all of that changed for us, you know, with, with, with family, with him getting sick, everything changed literally within 24 hours, that whole, you know, changed. I was, At that point prior to the change, I was gathering new friends. I was going out a bit more. And I'm already an introvert. So um, I was making myself get out there, Kim. You know what I mean? I was trying to build a tribe. You know, I had people, you know, friends calling me. And then our life changed, you know. And then once our life changed, it seemed like all of that tailed off you know even the good friends who was calling and checking all of that just checking on us all of that just kind of stopped and we're now in this bubble where it's just us again you know what i mean so i struggle with that i struggle with the whole friends thing because i'm not sure i'm not sure i know how to choose or maybe i'm not the friend that they need or or the friend that to them that they need So talk to us a little bit about how you are sharing this in that book. Well, I will say that,
1: you know, a couple of friends even dropped off from my circle (laughs) after (laughs) this book came out. So this is definitely something um, that I struggle with from time to time. But Mm -hmm. what I have come to realize is that the more God is anointing me and taking me to a different level, Mm -hmm. sometimes doors have to shut and that's okay. It doesn't mean, you know, there's any love loss, but it just means that our season is done and Mm -hmm. our season is over. Mm -hmm. And so when I say to choose friends with similar values, you know, when we hang out with certain people, whether it's our friends or our family, sometimes you start to pick up their ways. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm on this spiritual journey and I'm trying to get closer to God, but I still have a friend circle or girlfriend's that are still doing things that are not in line with what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. that's messing my journey up. Mm-hmm. If I'm hanging with married people that are cheating on each other, right? not happy, right. and I'm still sitting here, You know, I'm trying to make my marriage great, right. there's a conflict. Yeah. And so we have to be very careful with the people that we surround ourselves around mm-hmm. because we don't want to stifle our journey because we have one foot in on that side, and then we got one foot in on the word, yeah. and so that's what I mean by being around like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot go and continue to be elevated if you have people in your circle that are not on on that same path. Yeah, and so I just you know, I hate that cliche saying uh, "birds of a feather flock together," yeah. but in a sense, that is true. Yeah, and you don't want those behaviors. Of those people to rub off on you and stifle what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I will say when sometimes when doors close, it is God trying to tell you, all right, that season is over. Yeah. You just have to accept it and move on. Yeah, because he can to accept the right though. people. It's very hard because yeah. when I tell you I have mourned a few friendships. Yeah. I have literally mourned a few friendships. I mean things that have broken up friendships that I never in a million years would have thought would have broken up friendships. Mm -hmm. But I trust God and I trust the process. And if it's meant for us to be in each other's lives again, then he'll make it happen. But I've learned my lesson of trying to take things in my own hands and forcing things that are meant to be done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like I was trying, trying, trying and trying to figure out how I could maintain that lifestyle of what I was doing before, you know, our lives changed. And I couldn't, I couldn't physically do it. I'm exhausted all the time, you know, and I couldn't physically do it. And I have really good friends in my circle, but I just think too, that maybe it exhausted them as well. So they just kind of pulled back. So it's really a struggle. That is really a struggle, you know, because, because you find yourself, I'm not, I'm not alone, but sometimes you get lonely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I
1: have learned also that I would rather have two great friends than a bunch. Yeah. It's really quality for me at this point.
0: Right. Especially the older you get, you really, really appreciate that more. Oh, yeah. Because those that are truly meant to be in your life, they're going to still be there. Yeah. All right. So I have two more for you. Right. Um, There is one spot in your um, book that you talk about identifying the storm and being equipped. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So, what I have learned is that, you know, sometimes, you know, immediately when we go through things, um, you know, we pray, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. Mm -hmm. But God has already equipped us with the ability and the power and authority to be able to help ourselves. Yeah. And so, what I mean by identifying the storm. What is it that's truly being attacked? Right. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your finances, identify what is truly being attacked mm-hmm. and then begin to speak against that. Yeah. Begin to pray, begin to fast against that. Mm-hmm. It's important to be specific and intentional right. with right. what it is that we're trying to pray against. Absolutely. Because if we continue to read the word, he's given us, he's given us our armor to put on. Yeah. He's yeah. given us our weapons to use. So begin to speak against, and use the word back against whatever it is that's attacking you. And so take back, we have to learn how to take back our power. We have a lot of power that we're not exercising because we're so, um, you know, just in the midst of everything, in the midst of our feelings. Yeah. But we have a lot of power. And so we just have to learn how to be able to identify what is it, Mm -hmm. what is it specifically that's being attacked?
0: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I love it. I love it. Identifying it. And then once you can identify it, you know how to equip yourself. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I don't want to give away your whole book. So I, that's why I just tag a few parts of it because I want people to, to, to buy your book and I want them to share it with their friends and families because there's so many tools in here, especially for us as women, there are so many tools in here that you can utilize to just help you to to cope with whatever part of your life that you're in, whatever spiritual um, avenue that you're in right now. So the last one I wanted to share is you broke down the word excellence. E is for extraordinary, X is for Xena, C is for consistency, E is for empathy, L is love, L is leader, E is expressive, and N is nurturing, C is caring, and E is emerging, and it was like when I was reading this, I thought, first of all, that's just like a Campbell. They are gonna <laughs> take a word, <laughs> y'all gonna take a word, and you're gonna always make sure that that word has meaning, and then take the meaning of that word, and take that, and that meaning has meaning. You know, so talk to me a little bit about excellence and how you came up with. Uh, some of the, the, the meanings to excellence and what drove you to write that part in the book?
1: Yeah. So excellence, um, and just the way that I came up with some of those words, if you look at them, all of those words are extremely powerful. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I began to really study and get in the word and reading how God created us in excellence. Yes. And so when you think about that, we're not, we're not meant to be mediocre. Yeah. We're not really, we're not meant to fail. Mm -hmm. And if we do fail, Mm -hmm. what do we do? We pick, we learn from it. We Mm -hmm. pick ourselves back up and we move on because Mm -hmm. he created us in excellence. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's about taking your power back, Mm -hmm. knowing that you were created and you're meant to be here. Nobody was put here. Nobody was born into this world by mistake. We were all born with a purpose and a plan. And if you truly think about that, that's powerful. Absolutely. God loved us so much that he gave us to our parents Absolutely. because he had something for us to do here on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so the only way that we're going to be able to execute that purpose and that plan is by operating in excellence. We're not going to stop when it gets hard. Right. We're not going to stop when it doesn't feel good to our flesh. We're mm-hmm. going to keep pushing because we were creating an excellence. Right. And that means doing it to our best ability. Mm-hmm. That means never giving up. That means operating at the highest peak of our
0: everything, our our fiber, our being, whatever that may be, and what, whatever what, that and may whatever be. you're doing. Nobody's nobody's position in life is small. Everyone yes. has a purpose. Everyone. Yes, you know. absolutely. I love it. Excellence. Well, you guys have got to get this book. It's a new me living a faith-based life on purpose. I know that you are super busy and I'm so glad that you carved out a little bit to come talk with us. I know you have to jump off early, so I'm going to start the wrap up. But before we wrap up, as we always do, I like to ask a question about one of our past episodes. And for you, living a spiritual life and a spiritual walk that you do and having two beautiful kids. And I know that you're teaching them every day. We just did an episode, episode 72, with um an authors, um, Felissa and Wendell Ray. And it was named, their book is called Raising Simba. And the reason is, is because she raised her son, her only son. Um, um, and she did it mostly as a single parent. And he is now uh playing the lead role as Simba on Lion King on the Broadway play. But she talks about her journey as a parent and teaching him the, the a faith-based walk. Talk to me a little bit about your how you teach your children to live that faith-based walk, even though they're so young now. How do you teach that to them? And 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 what that journey looks like.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, Anthony, my 10 year old, mm-hmm. he used to be a part of a children's prayer call mm-hmm. where each child would lead the call when they would have the call and they would have to pick a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And then the children would go around and get their interpretation of that verse. Mm-hmm. And so even early on, um, you know, even before that, you know, just going to church, but we read the word with our kids, even Chloe at four years old. She knows that I prepare for a prayer call, a Bible study call Mm -hmm. every Tuesday, Wednesday 30. She's like, okay, mom, let's listen to the scripture. So we raise them with the foundation that there is a God Mm -hmm. You are here because of this God. Now let me, you know, let me read this word to you so that you understand who he is. Mm -hmm. And so, things as small as saying your prayers, yeah, you know, at night, saying grace, you know, a lot of kids don't do that anymore. Small gestures like that really help your child to understand who God is and right. what faith is all about. You right. know, when they get scared at night, the first thing I tell them, let's pray. Let's yes. ask God to help you to be able to sleep tonight. Yes. To not be scared because what? He didn't give you the spirit of fear. You yes. know, we say these things, we teach them love. We teach them that God is love. Right. So you have to talk to your kids, and not only just talk to them and not just take them to church, but expo- explain the meaning. Mm-hmm. So when Anthony was doing that Bible study and they were given their interpretations, that made the that means they had to think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that means they had to regurgitate and reach back for what they've been taught.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you Kim. Thank you so much. So, so very much. I always love having you on. I'm always learning something. You see, I got my book tag. <laughs> I'm going to have to start writing in it because, oh, by the way, guys, this is not just a book you read. It's an activity book where you can actually journal your thoughts as you're reading it. You know, you can engage with this book. It's really good. It's something that you can carry around in your person. Like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, but what does she say about this part? Let me write this down. You know, so uh, you, you guys have to get this. A new book, A New Me, Living a Faith-Based Life on Purpose. Now, Miss Kim, I know you love coffee. Ooh, so, yes, I do. Mm. What has From the time we've talked to now, what has mm-hmm. been your favorite coffee moment?
1: I've changed. So now oh, no. I know
0: I changed. So now
1: <laughs> my aunt has put me on to cappuccinos. Oh. So I used to be what did I I used to like the caramel macchiato. The caramel macchiato, yeah. Now I'm sorry, I'm on the hot, hot cappuccinos. That's my thing now.
0: (laughs) We so wait. We we went from macchiato to cappuccino. You know the summer is coming. I'm I'm expecting you to go to frappuccino. Do you do Uh, cold coffee? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you, Kim. We appreciate you, everyone. Her book and her information will be in our show notes. Um, Kim, anytime you want to grace our platform, anytime you're, you're starting a new journey or a new adventure, let us know. You're always, always welcome back. Um, to the truth and coffee time. We, we love you. We love your family. We love what y'all stand for. So thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you too. And just remember with all of that you are
1: doing and pouring into other people, remember to carve out some time for yourself because Ooh. you deserve me time too. So Mouthful. God bless you. And I appreciate you as well. And thank you so much for having me come back.
0: You're so welcome. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to look us up at www.diverselove.com and www.truthandcoffeetime.com. Please hit us up. You can leave a voicemail. You can email us at hello at diverselove.com or truthandcoffeetime@gmail. at gmail. Dot com. Check out our show notes for this episode. That'll be airing in the next few weeks. You'll see how you can purchase um, a book, A New Me. Uh, if you can't wait, please go out to her IG, Cleaning with Kim, and she'll have all her information out there. I would love for you guys to purchase this book. It is not a, a big read. It is an easy read, but it's a powerful read um so i would love for you guys to take the moment thank you so much we love y'all for real and thank you again for allowing miss denise and mr brian doing sidekick ish somewhere else along with miss kim campbell to bring our truth to you guys over coffee Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at DiverseLove. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get
1: your podcast fix.
0: Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real.
1: Okay, me. Take
0: us out It's true when coffee time Help me not think about all my lows Think of who you are sometimes Girl you always on my mind looking like it's true thing coffee time Tell me what you really want to know
1: Girl it ain't a thing